What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. So, I'm going to the Dragonfield Hills, which is near Twithick, where there's an event going on. Right, the tournament grounds at the Dragonfield... Dragonhill Fields are bustling with activity in preparation for the upcoming Soldor's Grand, Elu- Grand Wing of Illusion Tournament. A virtual city of brightly hued tents line the perimeter of the contest fields. Countless predators from far and wide roam the contest site, eagerly awaiting the next event. A wide wing of tall stones has been set in place in the centre of the main contest field. Who is Solandor? The master illusionist Solandor is a mage of talents and expertise in, the ma- in matters of illusion are respected throughout the realms. From time to time, Solondor puts his masterful illusions to work, producing a special tournament of arms known as the Wing of Illusion, where contestants attempt to survive a long series of illusionary scenarios that he creates to challenge them. Apart from being a gifted and powerful mage, Solandor is without a doubt one of the wealthiest individuals in the North Borderlands. His fortune is said to rival that of kings. Oh my, how did he get all that? Tickets from this wing of illusion? <laughs> right, visiting. Visit the Yew Garden. The Yew. Garden, as it's called, is actually a small grove of yew trees scattered amongst which are statues and monuments depicting many heroic episodes from the various tournaments and contests held at the Dragonfield Hills. Dragonhill Fields over the last few centuries. A large statue near the centre of the garden depicts two famed warriors, Chase and Tog. 
Trog squaring off against one another in one of the more recent Festival of Blades tournament of arms. Copper plate at the base of the statue declares that Chase defeated Trog and was crowned tournament champion. Yes, now this Festival of Blades was a P a player versus player tournament that happened many, many, many years ago. And those two people won, and they got fabulous prizes. And there's been a couple of other ones since then. But it's a pretty irregular event. But it could come back. At any time. Alright, now to visit Yulia, the Festival Master. Yulia, the Festival Master of Festival of Blades, an overseer of most of the events that take place. At the Dragon Hill Fields greets you warmly and says entry to the Wing of Illusion is only for those adventurers deemed deemed worthy and the entry process is being conducted by Master Illusionist Solidor. Those grand illusions are the cornerstone of the contest. I can't imagine you'll have any trouble getting in Zook, she says. Solidor is in a large red tent on the east side of the grounds. Go on over, have a word with him if you'd like to sign up for it. I'm sure I'll be hoping you can turn up. Alright, what are the tournament prizes? Well, I told you the contestants with prizes of gold and experience, coins with how far they make it in the tournament. Contestants who make it through all 20 rounds will also have the pick of one of the rare special items that Sonodor offers prizes. Rumour has it, he is not only a master of illusion, has been able to imbue both weapons and armour with the results of his craft. You've heard mention of Solandor's famed phantom weapons and armour, but you've never known anyone who actually possessed any of them. Yulia's description reinforces small bits of lore, bits and pieces you've heard about them over the years. However, this says they are truly remarkable pieces. And... I don't think this might be a spoiler, but that they are. They are. What are the walls? Yuri tells you, while it's not strictly autonomous arms, magic is not requested as per... is not allowed as per the request of Sonador, whose autonomous is. The only magic that Sonador wants on display is his own. And I must admit to you, Zoop, his illusions are beyond imagination. Unless, of course, that imagination is Matthew Garrett. <laughs> she further tells you the tournament is not strictly combat, although fighting plays a major part of it. You learn there will be obstacles and scenarios to overcome, as well as fearsome foes to defeat, some human and some monstrous. It's like nothing you've ever witnessed, she says, though indeed few can counter making through all 20 rounds. After all, Sonador has his reputation to uphold. Alright, let's pet let's go visit Sonador. This looks like a fun and rewarding thing to do. And especially a dot nice little break to take after all that proving bounds five mess. Yep, visit to Sonador. The master illusion is Sonador. Seems genuinely pleased to see you. As you rush it into a large red tent, 
by two of his aunt attendants. Been hoping you'll make a showing, says the white-haired illusionist, offering you a vessel of root wine after pouring one for himself. But a shame not to. It'd be a shame to have to run this tournament without the world's most illustrious adventurer in the list. Someone will tell you the tournament entry fee is normally eight adventurer tokens at four thousand golds. That for you the fee is only four adventurer tokens and two thousand gold. So where there it there it is, he says, jowling what remains of his root wine. When the tournament begins, it will bring me and others no end of joy to see the illustrious soup take the Okay, time to enter this this tournament. Pay four adventure tokens and two thousand gold. And get all that back and more. Alright, they are spent. Well done, being Zolador, as he accepts your payment and firmly grasps your hand. This will be the grandest tournament ever to grace the Dragon Field Dragon Hill Field Soup. On that I'll stake my own life. Wish you luck, I do indeed. You bid Solidor farewell and take your leave of the Master Illusionist. Alright. Solidor. Solidor's tent, the largest and arguably the brightest of any to be found at the Dragon Hill Fields, is bursting with activity. Tournament contestants, aspiring mages, and curious spellcasters are all eager to gain an audience. With the master illusionist. When a Solidor sees you approaching, yes, its guards clear everybody out of the tent and welcomes you into his temporary abode with a faint smile. The master mage pours you some root wine and engages you in conversation that primarily focuses on your most recent adventures. Okay, I'm gonna to have to have more adventures before I meet him again. All right, visit Yulia the Festival Master. Yulia, the festival, festival blades and overseer of most of the events that take place in Dragon Fields, greets you warmly and says she and her crews are toiling night and day to keep the tournament running on schedule. It's a labour to be sure, she sighs, but well worth the effort, I assure you, Soup. Alright, let's proceed with this tournament. The grand spectacle known as Sondor's Wing of Illusion is at last underway. Not since the Festival of Blades has there been such a stir at the Dragonfield Hills. Proceed to the first round. The crowd of spectators leap up to their feet and cheer wildly as you take the field and stride purposely to the centre of the circle of stones. The first round of Solidor's Grand Wing of Illusion about to get underway. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones, arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper, the energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm, almost perceived the onset of one of Solondor's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift. Before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find that your surroundings have changed. 
the dead of winter. A heavy blanket of new fallen snow covers the frozen hills for as far as you can see in any direction. A frigid wind, a bitter remnant of the la The late winter storm that ravaged this place last night sweeps down off the ragged peaks to the east and bites hard into what few inches of flesh you dared leave exposed to its deadly chill. To the north, just over the crest of an icy boulder-strewn slope, a thick trail of sm a smoke rises ominously into the air. You remind yourself that it is only an illusion. As fast as your legs will allow, you bound through the knee-deep snow and proceed steadily in the direction of the smoke. The summit of the rocky hill reveals the source of the smoke and sends your pulse racing. A small village burns in a shallow valley, not more than a quarter of a mile from where you now stand. And above even the ferocious howl of the wind, you can hear the desperate screams of its inhabitants as they no doubt struggle to save their homes. Suddenly, your eyes dart to the west we witness what is likely the cause of destruction on display here. A band of fur-clagged ogres, six strong, are in full pursuit of a group of fleeing villagers. The men and women, perhaps just over a dozen in number, moving swiftly through the deep snows towards a patch of high ground just west of the village. The ogres are rapidly gaining on them, however, and you are certain the humans will soon be overtaken. There's no time to spare. You rush to the north and west, shouting loudly and waving your arms in a desperate bid to draw the ogre's attention away from their hapless prey. Within fifty yards of intercepting the fleeing villages, who have yet to notice you, one of the ogres turns and waves his spiked club frantically in your direction. The savage beast, together with his five cruel kin, abandons his original pursuit and starts at once towards you. The six ogres are swiftly closing in on you. It's hard to fathom that all of this is merely an illusion. So I can use archery, or I can let them come at me and then kill them. I'll use archery. They succeeded. Four XP to archery. Two hours, fired in rapid succession. Find their respective marks deep in the chest of two of the advancing ogres. The savage creatures stagger onwards for several yards before collapsing face first in the snow. They do not move again. Undeterred, the four remaining ogres redouble their efforts, roaring wildly as they draw to within melee range. You position yourself to face Pace only the first two of the remaining four ogres. It's two fur-clad ogres. And fighting them, the savage ogres swipe at you with their heavy wooden clubs. And are slain. What's this? Okay, and... Alright, back. Back we go. 12 XP, the next two ones approach. Before you can catch your breath, the last of the ogres is upon you. 
swinging wildly with their heavy wooden clubs, begin combat with two fur-clanged ogres who slay your foes. 12 XP. The bloodied carcasses of the six ogres lie strewn about you on the snowy hillside. You stoop to one knee and allow yourself a few moments to catch your breath and clean up your equipment before setting off in the direction of the fleeing villagers. Eventually, when they realise they are no longer being pursued by the ogres, the fleeing villagers end their flight and turn to look back over the trail they've left through the fresh snow. Upon catching sight of you, the sizable group of men, women and children hurry towards you, moving swiftly back along the footpath they carved as they fled. Help us! They still have half of us in the village! cries a grey-haired man as the group draws up to you at last, up around you. This is a beast there, larger than the west. You must help us! You instruct the villagers to remain there, well out of harm's way. Without a second thought, you turn off to the north and move off with all possible haste towards the smouldering remains of the village. Then move out of the snowy hills and into the heart of the small village, immediately struck by the level of destruction wrought upon this place by the ogres. Not one building is left standing, only tall piles of ash and charred timbers remain where the homes of the hardy villagers once stood. The sound of stopping, intermingled with loud, savage snarls, said you scurrying deeper into the ruins. And near a tall monument that bears the ploughed flag of this settlement, you come upon the fleeing creature the villagers alluded to. Towering over the prone, unmoving form of a leather-clad man, one of the largest ogres you've ever had the displeasure of viewing, standing perhaps nine feet tall, the savage, grey-skinned creature turns its hideously scarred face away from the its feet and settles its contemptuous gaze on you, a group of fifteen villagers, many of them wounded, huddle in the snow fifteen yards from where the ogre stands. Their eyes widen as they look upon your arrival as a dim way of hope in what has been their blackest hour. The ogre sneers and then snorts, but snorts loudly before hoisting up his iron spike club and stomping across the icy terrain towards you. With little recourse but to stand your ground and bravely face the two-legged terror, you do precisely that. Hard to fathom that all of this is merely illusion. I fight a massive ogre. Massive ogre swipes at you with his spike club, then lays a particularly brutal stroke for 13 damage. Yes, your club may be bigger, but mine, my mace, is better. And you are slain. 21 XP. A revolting, gurgling sound animates from the throat of the dying ogre as it collapses into the snow, blood-drenched snow at its feet. The terrifying beast is no more. Instinctively, 
to begin to rush toward, rush to aid the fallen man over whom the ogre stood, taking less than ten steps when your surroundings suddenly begin to blur and shift. The scene around you gradually, gradually returns to focus, and you once again find yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on the Dragonfield Hills. The deafening roar of the clown crowd signals that your victory in this, the first round of Sorondor's Wing of Illusion, has been met with feverish approval. Sorondor himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The Master Illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the Wing of Stones. Get 256 XP. Congratulations, Zoop. Your victory means you will advance to the next round of the tournament. Good luck. The edge of the contest field, Sondor again congratulates you. Tells you to expect an even greater challenge next time you're inside the Wing of Stones. Well done, though, though Zoop. See, I'm going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Master Illusionist a farewell. Make your way off across the tournament grounds. Alright, from west. And let's just have a looky, looky, look, look. Alright, and visit the Festival Master. Proceed with the tournament. On to round two. The crowd of spectators leap to their feet and cheer wildly as you take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the circle of stones. The second round of Solondor's grand wing of illusion about to get underway. A swill crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd falls to barely a whisper as the energy subsides, replaced by the strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of one of Solondor's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift. Before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find that the surroundings have changed. Roasted Apples is the title of this scenario. All around you stand the dead and decaying trees, apple trees, to once, once the pride what you can only describe as a long abandoned orchard. The bleak rolling hills that stretch out as far as you can see in any direction are broken intermittently by small groves of sickly black fruit trees and the occasional dilapidated stone wall. Curiously enough, only a dozen yards from you stands what appears to be the only living tree within sight. The tall, seemingly healthy tree bears five large crimson apples on its upper branches. Wondering what devilry Sorondor might have in store for you, you take several curious steps towards cautious steps towards the tree, but stop dead track, stop dead in your tracks. It suddenly springs to life. You step back and assume a defensive stance as you stare. The apple bearing Domog now standing before you. 
The wicked tree creature grumbles and waves its massive limbs in a threatening fashion. We are not all dead, it was. Not yet. Realising defeating the Dolmuk may well be the key to victory over Solidor's illusion. You steer yourself for a bold assault on the towering creature. However, before you've taken even a single step towards your foe, if a sound from behind and instinctively turn to face it, directly at your back, almost within arm's reach, is a second Dormuk. Before you can react, the foul creature swipes out at you with one of its broad limbs. Alright, pick a number. Bonus of 20 from agility. Got to get 50 or more. Let's see what happens. Success for 56. Ooh, close one. You dive to the ground and roll forwards, nimbly dodging what might have been a crippling blow from the mighty tree creature. Now lying almost directly at the Dormuk's exposed roots, you leap to your feet and prepare to engage the wicked beast. Reminding you that the Dormuk before you and the one behind, only clever illusions crafted by Solendor brings you little comfort square off against the fearsome beast. Yes, I'm fighting the Domok. Swipes out at you with a broad limb. Keep swiping. Bash. Alright, we've got more firewood and 9 XP. Well, I mean, it wasn't illusionary. You step backwards to avoid being crushed by the toppling Domok, realising you are not yet out of danger. You spin to face the apple-bearing fruit tree. Apple-bearing tree creature, and what greets your eyes is a truly horrifying sight. The crimson fruits dangling from the topmost branches of the towering Tomok are now engulfed in flame. The wicked tree creature laughs and begins plucking the burning apples from itself and hurling them at you. He's, would that hurt? I don't know. I mean, apples are designed to detach, so maybe it doesn't. Or maybe he's just so mad it doesn't care. Also, it's an illusionary thing, so... One of the Darmok's knotted, sinewy limbs shoots forward as the cruel living tree hurls a flaming apple at you with unnerving velocity. Alright. I've got to pick a number. Bonus of 59. 19 from luck. 20 from agility. Picking, picking, picking. 137. You leap. You leap nimbly to the side, dodging the hurtling, burning apple by mere inches. Much to dismay, the dominant whips another of the burning fruits from his branches, prepares to throw it at you. One of the Dormu's knotted, sinewy limbs shoots forward as the cruel living tree hurls a flaming apple at you with unnerving velocity. Same check as before. 109. You leap nimbly to the side, dodging the hurtling, burning apple by mere inches. Oh, and it picks up another one. Prepares to throw it at you. And same, same check again. 118, success. You leap limbly to one side, dodging the 
hurtling, burning apple by mere inches. Much of dismay, the domo whips another of the burning fruits from its branches and prepares to throw it at you. One of the domo's knotted, sinewy limbs shoots forward as the cruel living tree throws a flaming apple at you with unnerving velocity. Same check as before. Success with one two, one two seven. You leap nimbly to the side, dodging the hurling, burning apple by mere inches. Oh, it's, it's found another one. Same check as again. Same check again. It throws it at me, and I dodge. I leap nimbly to the side, dodging the hurling apple by mere inches. And now it's just seventy-two. Must have been really close. With no more flaming apples to toss your way, the dormant grumbles and lurches forward, its powerful limbs swiping the air as it prepares to strike you down. The towering dormant. Dormant swipes at you with a broad limb and is slain. 22xp. Your victory over the towering Dormark brings you only a moment's elation, for you quickly find yourself surrounded by three more of the evil tree creatures. Pressing your back up against the trunk of the rotting apple tree, prepare to face each of these beasts in turn. The first Dormark lumbers forward and attacks. Begin, com- begin combat with the Dormark. Swipes at you with a broad limb, and I've just got into battle wage. God, uh, why are you so, why are you fighting me? I could fix your orchard. Did you want that? 9xp, you climb over the twisted remains of the dying Domok and swiftly engage the second of the three tree monsters. Domok again. Swipes at you with a broad limb and is slain. 9xp, the third and final Tomac Law, roars as it lurches into melee range, its mighty limbs waving about wildly. Begin combat. Swipes at you with a broad limb and I bash at it with a shiny mace. And it is slain. 22xp. You step back and stare down, with some degree of pride, the remains of the stained dormoke now scattered about the duck-eyeing orchard. Silently, you pray that Solidor is close to dispelling his illusion. As if it answered to your prayer, your surroundings suddenly begin to blur and shift. The seed around you gradually returns to focus, and you once again find yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on the Dragonfield Hills. The deafening roar of the crowd signals that your victory in this, the second round of Solendor's Wing of Illusion, has been met with favourish approval. Solendor himself strides out onto the field, congratulates you on, on your victory. The Master Illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the Wing of Stones. 256 experience to general. Yep. Congratulations, Zoop. Your victory means you will advance to the next round of the tournament. Good luck. The edge of the contest field, Solondor again congratulates you and tells you to expect an even greater change. 
the next time you're inside the wing of stones. Well done though, Zoop, he says. I see I'm going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Master Illusionist a farewell. Make your way off across the tournament's grounds. West from that. Okay, let's see. We're half an hour in. Let's do another. Oh, another event has turned up. Another adventure. Let's see. Uh, well, it's somewhere, 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 somewhere in this list is a new one. Oh, it's new. Oh, a message to Migsprill. That is the new quest. It's from, it's from Thane Poland, of all things. Alright. Please continue. Alright, visit Solendor. Alright, back to the haunt, onwards to round three. We're not, we're not gonna... I'm not going to investigate that, whatever that, that business that Thane Poland has. Until I'm finished with the wing of illusion. Because the thing is, being a video game, time pauses whenever you're not there. Pretty much. Which is convenient, really. Yeah, you know, so you can leave someone. So the videos can... Oh, we're under attack by goblins. And you and you can come back a month later and nothing's changed. Proceed with the tournament. On to round three. The grand spectacle known as Solidor's Wing of Illusion is still ongoing. Not since the Festival of Blades has there been such a stir in the Dragonfield Hills. Proceed to round three. The gathered onlookers wise, cheering proudly to take the field and stride purposely into the centre of the Wing of Stone. Third round of Solidor's Grand Wing of Illusion is about to get underway. Now, I assume other adventurers have had a go. I mean, I haven't seen them, but I mean, they must be. I mean, he didn't even know I was going to come, so yeah, there must be. You know, so the crowd has lots of things to watch. Maybe dozens of adventurers have faced those ogres. And maybe probably a smaller number have faced those trees. Ah. Continue. A shrill, crackling sound fills the air as arms of golden energy leap from the tips of the standing stones, arcing high into the sky overhead. The frantic cheering of the crowd barely fall, falls to barely a whisper. The energy subsides, replaced by a strange, almost eerie calm that always precedes the onset of all of Solendor's phantasmal masterpieces. Suddenly, everything around you begins to blur and shift, 
before you can make any attempt to regain your bearings, you find your surroundings have changed. Trial by Fire is the title of this scenario. You find yourself standing at the edge of a broad slab of stone serves as a walkway, staking its way through a blazing field of fire that stretches out an interminable distance in all directions. The walkway extends forward out of sight in the direction you're facing. Behind you, a towering wall of flame blocks your path. Seeing your stars peering down from a cold black sky overhead indicates that you are somewhere outside. But you haven't the faintest idea as to what wicked place Solandar has intended to recreate with his masterful illusions. Oddly enough, despite your close proximity to the flames on the other side of the stone walkway, you feel only slightly warmer than usual. Suddenly, a loud hum rises above the wall of the flyer. The glowing apparition of a man disappears before you. You're about to make a move to defend yourself. You realise it's the image of Solandor himself. The realm of Ituri Sol, says the phantasm of the master illusionist, waving his hand at your surroundings. I was there many, many years ago, Zoop, as a young and more able-bodied man. I do hope you'll forgive me if I don't get the details exactly right. For I think, for the most part, my memory still serves me. This is a realm in the very pits of Levinus, which I barely escaped with my life. Seek out the dial. Good luck. Solondor's image fades, and you are once again alone on the stone walkway amidst the towering flames. With no option but to move along the walkway in the direction you're already facing, you cautiously set off on your way, eager to find whatever dial Solandar referred to and escape from this illusion. The walkway continues for nearly 50 yards before ending at a T-junction. You can go left or right, maybe... Arcania will give me some clues? Nope. Law? Uh, nope. Okay, maybe... Woodmanship? Nope. Possibly feathery. Nope, nope. Just, uh, there seems to be no clues to help me here. So I'm going to go left or right? I'll go left. You follow the walkway to the left and soon arrive at a bend. The stone slab turns abruptly to the right. You're still several yards from the corner when a loud roar fills the air. The sound of heavy footfalls reaches your ears. You're convinced that something large is about to appear around the bend. Remain where you are and face whatever appears. You wait with bated breath as the warrior intensifies and a thud of heavy footballs grows louder. Suddenly, from the corner of the walkway just ahead, there's a terrifying and welcome sight 
a towering creature of fire, somewhat resembling a troll, with no flesh visible, beneath the blazing yellow and red inferno that engulfs its body, steps into view. The flaming beast's glowing white eyes narrow as the creature takes notice of you. There is no escape from Ixori Joel, wails the fire monster. The next instant, the fearsome creature is surging along the walkway towards you. Its fiery arms outstretched take hold of you and draw you into its deadly molten core. As you suddenly assume a defensive stance and prepare to meet its charge. You can't help but wonder has Solondor ever faced such a beast? What he might possibly have done to survive it? I face a towering fire beast. I fight it, and the towering fire creature swiped out at you with its blazing arms and is slain. 13 XP for the final deafening war. The fire creature blazes with renewed intensity for several seconds before vanishing into thin air. After having caught your breath, you cautiously round the bend in the walkway, continue on your way. You wonder and dread what the next clever illusionist has in store for you next. The stone pathway continues to snake its way through us, through the sea of fire that surrounds you, before eventually coming to a broad end of a set of tall iron doors. Hoping that the dial Solidor mentioned is somewhere behind the doors, you reach out to open them, but quickly withdraw your hand when they swing inward of their own accord. Oh no, probably a trap behind them, because I mean, you don't let someone in unless you've got some some plan. Right. You boldly but cautiously step through the open doors and find yourself on a sizeable stone platform amidst the now familiar endless field of fire. Middle of the broad platform sits a large stone dial, its weathered surface covered with strange and complex symbols. Standing between you and the dial, however, glaring at you contemptuously, the four of the strangest creatures you've ever seen. The four beings between you are two-legged humanoids with the head hands and feet of a cat. These four cat men, each clad in ornate level armour, equipped spears which they hold close to their slender torsos. Long, thin tails droop onto the floor behind them, and their slivered yellow eyes are focused intently on you. You suddenly recall the legend of strange humanoid cat creatures known as Catamarok. Realise that Sondermar must have encountered them upon his journey through the Neverwell realm of Ixori Joel. The legend of, Ka legend of the Catamarok paints them as clever and cool, with no tolerance for any species but their own. The stories also tell of the ability of these fire-dwelling catfolk to burst into flame at will. Kill this miserable creature! This is one of the catamarks as he steps behind his three kin. 
in unison, the three foremost of the Cat Medic Knight begin stalking towards you, their spears poised to run you through. Quickly position yourself to face only the first of the three advancing Catamarok. Catamarok warrior. The Catman attacks you with his burning spear and is slain. 7 XP. The dying Catamarok wails clipsy as it collapses into a pile of singed fur and smoking bone at your feet. He promptly swirls to the white to engage the second of these vicious cat men. It's a catamark warrior once more. The catman attacks you with his burning spear and is slain. 7 XP. The second catamark slumps to the cold stone floor at your feet, flashes about wildly for a few seconds before becoming still. The third spear-wielding cat is immediately upon you. It's the third catamark warrior. Attacks you with his burning spear. You're engulfed by the flames of your enemy's attack for seven damage. And you're slain. Seven XP. You step over the smoldering corpse of your third foe. Move boldly towards the last of the catamark. The leader of the cat men hisses viciously. Branches his spear with an amazing display of skill. Okay, are these these ones, at least these three Casamark aren't going to come back again. Or maybe they are going to come back, but they're going to do it in the safety of their own homes. Because honestly, if you if someone can defeat you easily with one life, they're probably going to do it with the next one. I mean, I mean if you. I mean, just because you have nine lives doesn't mean you can be stupid with them. Well, okay, you can be stupid with one of them at a time, but you don't want to. You don't want to use them all up fighting the same dude nine times in a row or something. You do not leave, Ixoy Joel. He snarls. So I can use archery or fight him straight away. Archery go. Successfully used it. 32 experience to archery. You draw your bow and notch an arrow, taking aim at the last of the catwalk. The cruel cat being's eyes widen, it leaps into the air, soaring straight for you. Spear levels your chest, but your arrow proves swifter. The speeding feathered shaft lodges itself deep in the ribcage of the leaping catwalk, piercing his lungs and almost killing him. And, and killing him almost instantly, his limp body strikes a stone pathway and does not move again. With no desire to remain inside this illusion for even a moment longer, you rush forward and examine the stone dial. The large stone dial is roughly five feet in diameter. Its weathered surface is covered with many strange and complex symbols. An iron knob in the center of the weighty object allows you to point a thin copper arrow at any of the hundreds of markings adorning the dial. You are certain there is a pattern to the symbols on the dial. 
on the topic, but by turning the copper out to point to them in a particular sequence, you are likely to solve it and find a way out of this grand delusion. So picking a number. I've got a bonus of 238. 40 from mind, 40 from Mora, 19 from luck, 17 from 70 from Acadia, and 69 from law. Uh, it's, a, it's a good job I'm not solving it myself because otherwise we'd, we'd be stuck here for years. <laughs> good job it's Zoop solving it. 241. You turn what you believe to be a pattern of 20 symbols among those covering the surface of the dial immediately set to work. Turning the iron knobs, the copper arrow can point to each of them in turn. Suddenly, the iron knob begins to spin on its own, and you hurriedly withdraw your hand. The knob spins faster and faster. And just as the copper hour begins to glow, your surroundings begin to blur and shift. Please continue. The scene around you gradually begins to focus, and you once again find yourself standing in the middle of the circle of stones on the Dragonfield Hills. The deafening war of the clouds signals your victory in this, the third round of Solendor's grand wing of illusion, has been met with feverish approval. Solendor himself strides out onto the field and congratulates you on your victory. The master illusionist then cautiously escorts you out of the wing of stones. 256 experienced a general now move on to the next round. The edge of the tournament field, Solidor again congratulates you. Chose you to expect an even greater challenge the next time you're inside the ring of stones. Well done though, Zoop, he says. I'm going to have, to, I'm going to have some difficulty thwarting you. You bid the Master Illusionist a farewell and make your way off across the tournament grounds. So, resting. Yeah. Oh, and there's another quest here, a favour for Solendor. But that, but now we're pretty deep into this. So, okay, so next time we'll do the favour. And put on a few more of the rounds. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.